this and to all the other 85 countries, 86, 89, I've lost count, that download and listen to Defenders of the Bank. Welcome to another episode of Defenders of the Bank, the LAFC podcast, brought to you by your friendly neighborhood black and gold podcasters. I am one half of this extremely excited team, here to preach to you about black and gold MLS Cup dreams. The self-proclaimed Gypsy Prince, I am Christian Philly, Filament. And with me in the room, and thankfully not on Zoom, the man of many, 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 many threads, J.R. Liebert. Dusgarf. What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode 207. Oh my God, 207 episodes. And this one's a fun one. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm kind of choosing between two names, Philly. I guess you all find out which one we decide on after this. Uh, I either want to go with as easy as ABC, Acosta, Bale, and Chicho. Or the team is the star as LAFC hangs four on RSL. If you know the TIFO, then you know why we're calling that. We haven't decided what it's going to be yet, but yes, we are back in world-famous Monster Studios in beautiful Burbank, California. Not a degree over 95 degrees outside. So I love the valley. It's a, it's a nice, great, hot as all get-out summer day, Philly. But yes, we're back here in Monster Studios. Uh, it's been, you know, pinch me moments, my friend. You were talking about it several, several times. A- and how cool must it be for some of those people? You wake up and you're like, eh, I'm in Salt Lake City. There's not a lot going on today. Oh, wait, I get to see global superstar Gareth Bale, Italian national team hero Giorgio Chiellini, legends of Mexican football Carlos Vela, and the rest of the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, LAFC, the black and gold, roll through Rio Tinto Stadium, Philly. It would have been really cool. So uh, Nina was visiting her cousin up in Northern California. Uh, you and Panda were, where were you guys watched the game at the Cuervo's watch party? Cuervo's and uh, and Lucky's watch party, right? No, we stayed local. We went to Barney's Beanery with our good friend Albert and Stella. And oh, Molly, by the way. We, got it, got we it. We had a good time chilling locally. We had that entire nook to ourselves with the with the sofas. So it was quite nice. There was like half a dozen LAFC people in yeah. there, but a lot of people started tuning in once we started roaring, rip-roaring and going nuts. And obviously right. once the Dodgers started really pulling ahead of the Padres. Yeah, look, I and I thought, you know, what nina's not around i know you guys were gonna do your thing i was like well hell let's take a look at flights let's see if i'm gonna do something stupid and crazy and so i looked philly it's like eight in the morning saw this flight that left at 11 15 from lax got to salt lake city at about 130 145 for 114 dollars and i was like dude there's no reason why that's i'm not, not going. bad at all let's do it so i looked at the return flights i couldn't get back for less than 320 bucks so I wasn't about to pay $320 to fly back from Utah. I, I didn't do it, Philly. I stayed here. Uh, but that being said, really glad I did. 94 countries, by the way, Philly, is what we're up to, including the United States. 94 countries. Very nice. Pretty cool. Uh, by the way, one of our top 10, I think right now, actually top six or seven, this is pretty crazy, has moved up recently. Vietnam. Maybe it's all of those Lee Win fans. Lee Win coming out of retirement. To go play again, I believe for the third time, is that right? For Ho Chi Minh City FC. Could be kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting some of the numbers that we've picked up on. Isn't Saudi Arabia in our top 10 as well? So, let me take I think Singapore was in there for a while. Obviously, the US, Mexico, England, uh, Germany was up there. 
Um, I forget some of the other countries. Eight, nine, ten. No, Saudi Arabia and Singapore no longer in our top ten. Oh, that's a bummer. The UK, Germany, Mexico, France, Australia. That rounds up Australia. Our, All right, our, our top five. Well, that's our good buddy Bam is obviously spreading the black and we gold word you, in Melbourne, so he's no doubt doing his thing there. But yeah, man, that's that's all right. So now, and, and you know what I'm excited about? Corrected on countries. Uh, we may have talked about this before, but we now have listeners in Qatar. So I'm really excited to hear. Hey, what, you World know, Cup hit, fever, hit baby. us up. Let us know what you're thinking about the World Cup in Qatar. Philly, episode 207. What we're we- heading towards the All-Star break. Yeah, no doubt. But I mean, let's just talk. But before we head into the All-Star break, we yes. keep living in the future. Yes. Why don't we just relive a little bit of this glorious past? I mean, what a weekend in Major League Soccer. Yes. I mean, they set a goal for what? 57 goals combined through yep. all teams. New I know record. I know it's a new record. It's a skewed statistic, but that's kind of cool. But uh, it was quite a weekend in global football as well. As you know, the Premier League kicked off. Liga 1 picked up. Bundesliga is kicked off. And, you know, Scarf. Uh, I know I'm thinking of one in particular, but how did your non-MLS teams do this weekend? All right, so uh, AFC Richmond yet to take the field. I checked up and down the scores, could not find AFC Richmond anywhere in the Prem scores, but that's okay. My team, you guys, that I follow, and I, I don't have a team in the Prem. I don't have a team in La Liga or Liga On. Uh, I don't have a team in Serie A, surprisingly, but I do have a team in the Bundesliga, and that would be one Union Berlin. And I'm going to give you all a name because I am saying that we are going to see this name in Qatar. His name is Jordan Pifok. He is the leading scorer last season for the entire league that he played in. And he now is signed by Union Berlin, scored in their first Bundesliga match. He also scored in the first match he played for Union Berlin in the Pokal. And I'm telling you right now, Pifok is going to be on that plane to Qatar. He His last name is Sibachu, but he goes by Jordan Pifok. And, and look, he played for Newell's Old Boys, I think, last year was the club he played for. Led the league in scoring. This kid is really, really good. Union starts out with a victory. And, and look. That's, Not just a victory, though. I mean, yeah. a victory over, like, a crosstown rival, Hertha yeah. Berlin. Yeah, look, it, it was a big one to, to kick off the season. So for all of you out there that want someone or some team to follow, hop on the Union Berlin bandwagon. If you don't have a, a club in Germany in the Bundesliga, Jordan Pifok is my guy. What about you, Philly? Uh, not so well. Uh, not at all. My Bundesliga team got smoked. Yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt 6-1 to one to Bayern. Not very nice. At least it was Bayern, though. Yeah, I know, but still, is six to one is 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 a disgusting score. Not two good. to one, three to one would have been appropriate. Six to one, that's ugh. anyway. Uh, as far as uh, the Premier League is concerned, Manchester United loses their first ever game at Old Trafford to Brighton Hove and Albion. <laughs> um, yeah, nice, nice, that. tremendous start. But you bring up uh, AFC Richmond, which obviously you know ties into Ted Lasso. Yep, uh, an American coach in the Premier League, uh, not Ted Lasso, of course. Talking Jesse Marsh had himself a bit of a successful weekend with Leeds United. And if you look at Leeds United, that's another guy. You got a couple of Americans on there. Brendan Aronson, obviously of the Philadelphia Union and one Jack Harrison, who is the player of the game from NYC FC. We got Americans and Major League Soccer players doing their thing. And for all the folks out there who continue to believe that Major League Soccer is a farmer's league and a retirement league to quote Two words from the great D-Generation X of WWE fame. <laughs> Suck it. Yeah, Philly, I know you're a Manchester United fan. Supporter. All of that good stuff. Did, did you happen to see what that guy did down the road in uh, Manchester City? What guy? Are the, we t- the, the, the Erling Holland guy. 
Uh, that would be, I mean, a crosstown rival. I mean, look, there's no doubt that that guy. Did anybody really think he was not going to be good? I there, know there were those like rumblings, right? Oh, we played a bad preseason game. Yeah, anybody who anybody who gauges preseason is a moron <laughs> because if we would have gauged preseason, the New York Jets would have won multiple Super Bowls. Uh, it's anything. And, oh, by the way, and that idiot Bruno down in Brazil was like, LAFC is not going to be a good team based on what he saw preseason. It's just such stupid, idiotic takes. But man, Holland is obviously one of the best players. I was listening to a podcast recently. I think it was ESPN FC where they were talking about the most expensive signings in Premier League history. And I yeah. think Holland's either 11 or 12. Only two or three of them really panned out, one being Virgil van Dijk. He's um, real good. He's real good. And I'm, I'm sort of missing who the other one I thought was. Uh, I know they were very... They were very mean to Jack, uh, to, to Mr. Grealish. Yeah. But obviously he didn't. He won himself a chip. He's, you know, trying to feature into a system. But uh, yeah, geez, who's the other player? Virgil van Dyke. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. You'll, it'll you'll come, come to me. With it. You'll, it'll come when up it, to When you, it like doesn't right matter. In the middle of one of my, right in the middle of one of our rants or something. I do want to mention one more. And then I promise. This is MLS yeah, we'll, we'll get in MLS. We'll get on. Uh, you mentioned AFC Richmond. Uh, AFC Richmond, Crystal Palace, obviously the connection there. Crystal Palace, Philly. Losing a player to none other than the fighting Wayne Rooney's DC United. Christian Benteke, that's kind of nuts. That's I didn't crazy. expect that at all. Yeah, that- I mean, look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch him. I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, DC United are a dumpster fire right now, so I have no problem looking over in uh, in our nation's capital. Christian Benteke is going to be, that's just, that's yeah. really cool. Well, one last thing I want to talk about, like the connection. Like there was an article written in The Athletic on February, on February 10th by Stan, Sam Stascal, and he indicated that more major league soccer players have been sold abroad this winter yeah. than ever before. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, any opportunity that you get to go see a major league soccer game, regardless who's on the pitch, you've got a lot of young players with a lot of young promising talents coming from really good academies. I'm looking obviously at the Union. I'm looking obviously at FC Dallas. Eventually you're going to have uh, LAFC's Youth Academy players going out there and killing it. But man, this is really good times, really exciting times to be a fan of Major League Soccer. Uh, especially Philly. We'll now do a seamless transition with the All-Star break coming up. There we we get go. to watch the best of the best of the best of the best. Unfortunately, no Tati Castellanos. But God, I love it, that guy. <laughs> it's going to be a really fun All-Star break in Minnesota. August 10th is the All-Star game. Make sure you tune in. Uh, we have Carlos Vela, heard of him. Ilya Sanchez, heard of him. Diego Chiqui Palacios, heard of him. They are all going to the All-Star break, Philly. And all three of them, extremely deserving of their All-Star berths. However, I'm going to throw something out there, Philly. I'm going to I'm gonna have a little bit of a hot take. I don't know if this is a hot take. I, I don't know. You guys can tell me if you think this is a hot take. What if we replace those three guys in the All-Star game? Not saying they shouldn't be there, but imagine if we replaced Carlos Vela with Chicho Arango. Would anybody be upset? Absolutely not. 11 goals. What if we replaced Ilya Sanchez with Jose Cifuentes? Would anybody be upset? Absolutely not. Jose Cifuentes should, in my opinion, of the three players that I'm mentioning right now, should be the most best case to be in Minnesota representing LAFC along with the other three. And what if we replaced Chiqui Palacios with Jesus David Murillo? I don't think anybody would be upset, Philly. The crazy part about that is we have six guys who you could legitimately claim not just, you know, could, but should be in Minnesota. Look, 
if anybody's not going to be that excited to be in Minnesota, I'm going to assume it's probably Carlos Vela. He <laughs> yes. would, he's been going every single year he's been here. I'm sure he'd rather be with his family. That's fine. Uh, if there would be a number two, it'd be Elias Sanchez. He had already competed in the All-Star game during his time at Sporting Kansas City. Right. 2018 was him his MLS All-Star birth. Cheeky, I would leave in there because this of is course. a great opportunity for him and he's going to play course. excited. Chicho would be cool for him to come in because he would be excited. Another opportunity. But Murray... And, and and Sifu, I mean, correct me. I mean, yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. But like, they, which one of them actually had the tenure last year? They both were in the All Star game last year, weren't they? I I don't think Jose Murray Cifuentes, was no, because yeah. Murray scored a goal. Murray was. I uh, don't think Jose Cifuentes has okay, been an All Star. So maybe yet. you and put that's the Sifu one that in. kills me. I really want to get Sifu. Totally deserves to be an All Star. Chicho, by the way, come on, he may wind up Philly. I want to know how many times in this league's history that the Golden Boot winner wasn't an All Star at midseason. That very well could happen. More on that later because turns out your boy is really, really good. And I'm going to say it one more time so we can cover this on the episode because all of the particulars have been signed, dotted, and crossed. Calabuanga, baby. LAFC, again, it is official. We have a third designated player, 27-year-old striker Dennis Buanga from Saint-Étienne in Francis. I guess it's technically Liga 2. Because uh, now it got, is, but now while he was there, but he was there in league. Well, he played for both Liga 2 and Liga 1 for his time in Saint Etienne. Uh, he will obviously occupy a DP spot. Philly, five million dollars is the reported transfer fee. That is a big one. Played his entire career in France, mostly in Liga 1, 250 matches, 74 goals, 32 assists. Last year with Saint Etienne. Nine goals and six assists across 37 total competitions. And Philly, he is Gabonese, representing Gabon internationally. Obviously, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is the most famous player, I would imagine, for Gabon's national team. He has seven goals and four assists in 32 caps. And Philly, we have another attacking option at LAFC. Yeah, I just wonder where he's going to feature with that $5 million transfer that with that fee he's heavily going to be considered in the rotation so right now we're running a really good thing <laughs> chicho arango is is playing outstanding vela despite not scoring look he was in the middle of practically all like all the first goals right. i mean it was off of his set pieces right. that all this magic happened so he's still featuring and he's still an extremely dangerous and important part of our important part of our offense and, and i mean mahala's just killing it He's absolutely killing it. I mean, Gareth Bale's obviously starting to get up to speed. We're going to talk about him momentarily. <laughs> Brian Rodriguez would be the only odd man out. So obviously them getting rid of Danny Musovsky to, to Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid, that's hilarious. Real Salt Lake, <laughs> it still sounds so stupid and weird in my head. I get it. I understand why. We don't need to go to a history lesson of RSL. I, I know it very vividly, but he's there. Ismail Tajiri Shradi. Goal of the year candidate as far as LAFC is concerned. Obviously, understood why he couldn't be on there. You're going to talk about that momentarily. But where Denny is going to fit, I don't know. But obviously, success is the best revenge, and it's the best way to shut people up. I just don't know where he's going to be, how he's going to feature. We're going to have him for a little while. I don't know if we're going to stick with with Brian for as long as we're going to stick with (laughs) Denny. And it would suck having to get rid of Chicho, although we could really get a lot of bang for our buck. But, I mean, Chicho's been the best scorer in Major League Soccer since he's gotten here, killing it on all levels. I don't know where we're going to fit Denny, but at the same time, hey, you know, we got a third designated player. Maybe. Just maybe this will be the time where we have three of them starting and contributing significantly on our quest for the MLS Cup. Brian's still a DP? He's still a DP? 
Yeah, but I mean, and, we haven't and, had three. And, and you think we'll have three contributing and starting? I, I think there's one that hasn't been contributing and starting, unfortunately. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I, well, uh, I just did say maybe. I, no, I know. Finally, I, I'm trying, Philly. I'm off. I'm off the train. Don't worry, I'm off the train. But that being said, I when you're, we, you're never going to be off the train until we, you give the millions and millions what they've been asking we, for. Scarf, know, where the are, hell is Brian's song? We haven't done our special episode for Brian's song yet. We haven't done this. We were waiting episode. for him to play. Where the hell is Brian's song, Scarf? So I, I do want to mention defenders. One other, help me out here. I do want to mention <laughs> one other thing, Philly. When you go into the lineups, I have a whole thing about how right you are. That's going to be fun for, for, for you and me. That already I makes know. my jaw drop. Right? So just want to remind everybody that the Mauricio Mo Facio Futsal Court fundraising effort in Southeast LA is underway. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Southeast LA in Mo's honor. And the link to donate is in our bio. Let's get into this day in LAFC history, followed by news and notes, a very quick look at both the Las Vegas Lights and Angel City Football Club. And then we'll talk about the beatdown in Rio Tinto. So, quick reminder, if you're not already following us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank, please do, because we would love for you to follow. This day in LAFC history, the match, of course, occurring on Saturday, August 6th. And on August 6th in 2018, LAFC acquired Christian Ramirez for up to $1 million in both GAM and TAM from Minnesota United FC. And on August 7th, 2019, just about one year to the day later, LAFC trades Christian Ramirez to the Houston Dynamo for $250,000 in allocation money. Uh, he scored seven goals over the 28 appearances in all competitions. And he also made his first two caps for the U.S. men's national team during his time with LAFC scoring against Panama. One other thing also happened that day, Philly. We traded away Christian Ramirez and we acquired 19-year-old forward Brian Raito Rodriguez as a young designated player from Peñarol. He became the fourth designated player in team history behind Vela. Rossi and Andre Horta, obviously now our fifth, coming in the form of one Denny Buanga. Uh, It's safe to say, Philly, that both Christian Ramirez and Brian Rodriguez have not yet worked out the way that uh, the LAFC faithful, the black and gold, would have wanted it to. That's an interesting this day in LAFC history. News and notes, Philly, you talked about this on the last episode. Unfortunately, the Ishmael Treasury Shradi rumors were true as Ishmael is off to the house that Tom Brady built to go play for Bruce Arena and the Revs. Very slight. I I slid that in there very quickly. I'm now done with it. LAFC acquiring $400,000 in GAM Philly in 2023, with an additional $200,000 in 2024, depending on certain, as the article said, contractual elements. Uh, Izzy made six appearances for LAFC this season. You mentioned it, Philly. Goal of the year candidate is one of his two goals. He was acquired from Charlotte after they picked him in the expansion draft. Uh, Game winner against Miami in April, but he had appeared only once in scoring a goal at the bank against Sporting, playing, I believe it was six minutes against Nashville on July 18th. And I know, Philly, you and I are both hoping that ITS gets a real shot with New England, currently locked in a battle for the final playoff spot in the East. They are they are slowly getting rid of or or kind of moving out, Philly, all of the NYCFC ties on LAFC. Well, we still have Sebastian Ibiaga. Yeah, he hasn't played in quite a bit, though. I mean, he played really, really well when he was asked to. So I know I know you like to see your, your former NYCFC guys do well for LAFC. Uh, Philly, don't forget, we're going to this, right? Tuesday, August 9th, LAFC night at Dodger Stadium. 
Dodgers taking on the Twins, 7, 10 p.m. You got to buy a special ticket package in order to get that sweet Dodgers LAFC-themed shirt. We're, we're going, right? Um. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, nice. Uh, let's do a Las Vegas Lights update. They tied the Phoenix Rising, nil-nil. And there's your Las Vegas Lights update. Nothing more to see there. Angel City Philly plays in about two hours against Orlando at Orlando, the former club of Sydney LaRue. And there's your Angel City minute, even though it didn't take a minute. Philly, the quote from the article, the stadium was buzzing prior to kickoff. The atmosphere was unlike what Rio Tinto Stadium had experienced in many years. The club announced that they broke a record attendance as 21,810 fans crammed into the stadium to see L-A-F-C. And Philly, we brought the whole band. I can't say they only came specifically to see L-A-F-C. What's nice, though, with this version of an L-A-F-C team is it's going to be like you were saying, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, because any city they go to, that crowd is going to get a whole heap of entertainment. If you looked around, and particularly later on in the game, there were a fair amount of Tottenham (laughs) jerseys at, at Rio Tinto. There were a fair amount of Real Madrid jerseys. So one player within his own right can do a lot in terms of putting cheeks in seats. Of course, we're talking about Gareth Bale, but yeah, I mean, look, congratulations to them, but it's not only that. Yes, they did break an all-time attendance record uh, in club history, but this was their 12th consecutive shutout. So, Sellout. so what did I say? Oh, I said shutout. <laughs> that would have been great if it was. Now, their 12th straight sellout, so that's kind of cool. Obviously, the fans are starting to go out to Sandy, Utah. Could it be that finally you get rid of a racist, bigoted owner hey. and all of a sudden people start to turn around? That helps. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people have their things to say about, about Utah, but we have yet to go to Rio Tinto. We have yet to go to Sandy, Utah. I myself can never, I can tell you honestly, I've never had any inkling. I've traveled the world so many beautiful places. I've seen Utah, not a point of destination that I've ever desired, but seeing the images around Rio Tinto, it'd be kind of cool just to go there and experience the atmosphere because that crowd really was ruckus. Why don't we, why don't we make it, uh, make it a point next year, Philly, if they're playing in the summer. Yeah, but maybe like after Austin and Nashville and Miami and Minnesota and and, and Seattle, St. Louis, St. Louis, (laughs) Wait, maybe another trip to Las Vegas. Have you not been to Seattle yet? Is that still the thing? Right? Yes, I mean, look, it's embarrassing, okay. um, but you I, I have seen a lot of other places that most people haven't. All right, so so after all of those places, yeah, Salt Lake City, we're we're coming for you. Uh, look, it it's it's a place where they defend their home very very well. Just one home loss on the year coming into this match, they pride themselves on protecting. It's the cobalt and claret, I believe, are the two colors of Real Salt Lake cobalt and claret. Uh, look, it's it's a place where, that has some history in Major League Soccer. I'll say this, too. I was watching the broadcast on Twitter, which was uh, TUDN USA's feed, and at halftime, they showed a really cool highlight reel of Nick Raimondo, and good Lord. I mean, Nick Raimondo played, what, over 500 MLS matches, most of them in the kits of Real Salt Lake. That place was just roaring. I know they won an MLS Cup with Ramondo on the back line. Penalty shot saves from Clint Debsey and Sebastian Giovinco and lots of other big names. It's a really cool highlight reel. That's a place that really does honestly support their club. And and look, they were heartbroken, shell-shocked, frustrated because of that racist owner that you mentioned who is no longer there. But a good history in Major League Soccer for a place like Salt Lake City, Utah. So definitely a place that we want to make sure we get to. 
Uh, Philly, the unfortunate news on the injury front for Salt Lake was that there would be no Danny Musovsky. So this would not be the Musovsky Bowl that both you and I had hoped for, still dealing with some hamstring stuff. And of course, also, a guy who is absolutely an LAFC killer, Demir Krylock, out with an injury. U.S. men's national team player Bobby Wood, out with an injury. And the two Bryans that they signed, uh, Brian Oviedo and Brian Ojeda, won the Costa Rican who I think uh, has a long uh, history for different clubs. I mean, he is one of Costa Rican's longest-capped players. He is very, very good. Not yet ready to go, unfortunately. And uh, Brian Ojeda, one of their first U22 players that they've ever signed. He is. He, these guys are going to be very good, Philly. It, it, it's safe to say. It just wasn't their day. No, yesterday. they started. They're a team that's been interesting. I mean, they started out red hot in the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, they were among the top three positions, but over the last seven games, only one win. That's not very good. But at the same time, they've been one of the more successful teams at home. Uh, I think, comparatively speaking, there were only only LAFC and NYCFC had better home records yeah. uh, than they did. So Rio Tinto Stadium, a tough place to play. Obviously, we're talking about atmosphere being a factor. We're talking about elevation being a factor so at the very least they've been defending their home relatively well and yes they are going to be a team to contend with I would hate to square off against them in the MLS playoffs but at the same time I would love to square off against them as well because I still haven't really gotten (laughs) over 2018 when they shockingly knocked us out of the first round of the playoffs so we certainly have revenge on the mind and we're firing on all cylinders we'll talk about how good LAFC is at the conclusion of the game recap but we should probably get into that right yeah. now, 25 minutes into this pod. <laughs> yeah, let's get in the lineup. 4-2-3-1 for Real Salt Lake, managed by former Major League Soccer legend Pablo Mastroeni. Talk about a guy who's got some clout in Major League Soccer and the world. Mastroeni, a very good player in his day. Goalkeeper Zach McMath. And it's interesting to talk about their goalkeeping woes because Look, up until about eight games ago, McMath was on track to be an all-star. He's very, very good having a solid season. I have said, I have gone on record to say that I watched McMath play, I think it might have been with Houston, maybe a season or two ago, and he looked like one of the worst keepers I have ever seen. He was terrible. And McMath completely righted the ship this year, taking the starting spot and eventually a roster spot away from former U.S. men's national team goalie David Ochoa. We're talking about a guy who was supposed to be the next guy up. Maybe it was Zach Steffen, Matt Turner, Ethan Horvath. But in the conversation for the last couple of years was watch this kid out in Salt Lake, David Ochoa. Well, turns out it's not an athleticism problem with David Ochoa. It's that tiny space in between the ears that seems to really be giving Ochoa some trouble, so much so that they shipped him out to D.C. United, no longer even on the roster. And since all of the Ochoa trouble happened, since it started, I should say, that was about eight games ago, Philly, and they have not done well in their last eight games. Their back line consisted of defender Andrew Brody, who I think was the best player on the pitch for RSL today. Marcelo Silva, Justin Glad, and Aaron Herrera. Rounding out the back line, Jasper Loffelson, Pablo Ruiz, Justin Miram, the only player in Major League Soccer representing the Iraqi national team. Sergio Cordova, 
Jefferson, Savarino, and Anderson, Julio, rounding out the lineup for RSL. In the 18, players who we would see, Rubio Rubin and Diego Luna, along with Michael Chang, amongst others. And again, we mentioned it. No David Ochoa. No Brian Oviedo, the Costa Rican left back. No Brian Ojeda, the under-22 on loan from Nottingham Forest. So it was. It, this was a team ripe for the picking, Philly. Who would do the picking? <laughs> that's that's a nice way of putting. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's an interesting way of putting. Uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, LAFC would certainly get their fair share of pickings, and they certainly picked on Real Salt Lake with the following starting lineup: Maxime Cripo, no doubt about it. I was wondering though if we would potentially see John McCarthy. I mean, he had a, I would say a very stellar game against Club America. I'd love to see J Mac feature at least in one more game this sure. season. I think he deserves it. Um, our defense, our backline consisting of Pablo Escobar. He, which at this point he's clearly Pablo Escobar, Franco Escobar. I was good like, God, I am not, I am not with it today, Pablo Escobar. And it's funny because I haven't had anything to drink in the last few days, so I'm not going to blame it on inebriation, but I will blame it on Orange Theory. <laughs> Franco Escobar clearly winning out between him and Ryan Hollingsheed <laughs> to make oh, fun of the public address announcer at SoFi. We're seeing Ryan coming into the game later on, and that's yes. been somewhat consistent. Yes. So it's safe to say Escobar has won out that battle. Jesus David Murillo, Giorgio Chiellini, who uh, tried out for the, the U.S. <laughs> national volleyball team later on. Chiqui Palacios, all obviously deserving of their positions. The midfield, no doubt about it. Jose Cifuentes, Ilya Sanchez, and Kellen Acosta. Kellen Acosta doing some pretty good stuff. And no arguments here. Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, and Mahala Opoku. That is a stellar starting lineup. And unless Denny is out of his mind, I, I think this is the lineup we need to stick with for a little while longer until Gareth Bale is fully at 100%. I said a couple of weeks ago that he was about 65. I think now he's about 75. I'll give him 76.5. We'll round it up that way a little bit. Um but this is a starting lineup I feel confident in. Steve Chirondolo obviously felt confident in it, and the scoring line indicates as such. And remember, Philly, I do have something I need to say right now. I know we're, we're 30 minutes in. You guys are waiting for this. Philly, you were absolutely right. Philly and I were talking about who to start up top, and I was arguing for Gareth Bale, and, and there was a whole thing. I, I don't know how you break up this band up front right now. They look so good, Philly coming into this match, and all that happened was they did more of the same thing. Philly was saying, no, dude, you got to keep Mahala in there. You have to keep Mahala in there. How much longer can a kid making less than $100,000 this season hold off the likes of Gareth Bale and Denny Buanga? I don't know, but he's doing it on the pitch, Philly, and you, you, you were absolutely right about it. And he contributed nicely, yes. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be great to pull out a player who's had a tremendous run of form, another beloved of Mahala. Our bench... I'm looking at it. I mean, it could easily be the second place team in the in the Supporters Shield race. John McCarthy, Eddie Segura, Mamadou Fall, Latif Blessing, Gareth Bale, Brian Rodriguez, Ryan Hollingshead, Sebastian Ibiaga, and Seba Mendez. That's a scary team by itself. When we yeah. talk about our subs later on, this is the, this is no joke. This is no joke of a team. If there is ever a team in the history of our club that is designed to win not just today though for the long term it's LAFC we'll talk more about that later yep. but let's get into the game recap and we didn't see anything for the first six or so minutes of the game but seventh minute off of an LAFC set piece Ilya Sanchez had an interesting opportunity that obviously got 
thwarted by Zach McMath. You had a scenario in there where Pablo Escobar, Pablo Escobar, stop it, Philly. Franco Escobar <laughs> tried to sneak it past McMath, uh, a statement that you're going to be hearing quite frequently throughout the pod. But, you know, six or seven minutes, nothing going on. But LASC threatening early on. Yeah, and what I liked is they're threatening off of set pieces. You know, we're used to Kellen Acosta and Carlos Vela providing excellent service. And we almost had set piece magic in the seventh. But don't worry about it. On another set piece in the ninth minute, goal, L-A-F-C. And and there it is, a free kick sent in by Carlos Vela. It ping-ponged around the box a little bit, played out to Ilya Sanchez, and he kind of sent it into chaos. I think uh, McMath got credit for a save on Ilya. The ball lands at Chicho's feet, and the first time through, I had no idea that Chicho did them as dirty as he did. Come on, Chicho Arango. One touch with his with his back to the goal was good enough. But how about a second, a little back heel? And we've seen him attempt this a couple of times. This one perfectly on target. A flat-footed McMath was not ready for the two-touch back heel by Chicho Arango. And as soon as he scored and they showed that second angle, Philly, all I thought was Philly singing that Chicho Arango, Barry Manilow song, how good Philly is Chicho Arango? I mean, he's been killing it. Uh, early on in the season, Steve Chirondolo made the comment that, yes, Chicho's scoring goals, but been somewhat of a, uh, a liability defensively. He's certainly picked that up yep. as far as his game is concerned. He no doubt deserves his starting spot, but he now becomes the first player to, to score double digits in terms of goals for LAFC. Yep. And his goal is the 300th now goal in the history of LAFC. Well, not, not that no, one No, not yet. that one, eventually. Yeah. Yep. But Chicho Arango doing his thing was absolutely filthy. Uh, I don't quite know how to pronounce this player's name. Uh, Lawfelsend? Lawfelsend? Lawfelsend. So. Okay, well, yep. either way, Lawfelsend got put on his rear end on that play. It wouldn't be the first time that that happens. But the key moment, obviously Carlos Vela being a big part of this, getting the ball into the box mattered. But the one player that you won't hear or read about in the stat sheet that really is to thank for this LAFC goal you mentioned his name earlier, Justin Miram. If it wasn't for his <laughs> poor clearance, that ball never would have landed the way it did. Ilya had it, it deflected. Murray, it looked like he passed it, but it looked like it more like ricocheted off of him and Chicho did one of the filthiest, most disrespectful things <laughs> to a defender that he possibly could and there we go. one nothing. but as the story goes in this game, at least for the first few minutes, no lead was safe because three minutes later, yep. RSL strikes back. Yeah, I was a little frustrated with Murray on this one. It was a quick response for RSL. Sergio Cordova, who you and I both talked about in one more sleep. Cordova. Cordova, excuse me. Sergio Cordova levels it after he is just given way too much space at the top of the box, assisted by Andrew Brody. I, I had to practice several times not calling him Adrian Brody. Oh, my God. Same, well, I mean, I know. it would have been Pablo on four. Oh, my God. It would have been so on four. We should just start calling him Adrian Brody. Oh. Escobar will be uh, Pablo Escobar. I can't do it. I can't do it. We'll create our own, ver- our, our own MLS. Right? Uh, Murray just didn't close down his man. And just like that, we were level 1-1. I want to say this. I was very unhappy with Jesus David Murillo's defense in the first half. More on his second half defense a little bit later. But, yeah, 12th minute. All of a sudden now we are level. I want to go back. I wish someone out there in stats heaven, I would love to know how many teams stats have scored. Stats heaven, that means they're dead. Uh, no, I mean, you know, like the ability to look up anything and everything. The all stats cloud. On. Sure. Uh, I would just love to know how many times LAFC has given up a goal within five minutes of us scoring a goal 
in game time because we do it again, Philly. Uh, not a lot going on for the next few minutes. And then Kellen Acosta says, hold on, RSL faithful out there setting the attendance record. Let, let me show you what should happen. It was a it was a poor clearance by RSL. <laughs> and Lawful Zen, man. I, I just love Mahala, man, trying to keep that ball alive, staying with it. I love Mahala Opoku so much. Yep. Got it to Kellen Acosta. And look, to use the basketball parlance from way downtown, bang, Kellen Acosta. Are you kidding me? Get this man on a plane to Qatar. Everybody needs to stop talking about if Kellen Acosta should be there or not. He absolutely should. LAFC up 2-1 on an absolute banger by Acosta. Don't you just love it when father and sons have connections on the pitch? Yes. Yeah, and what I mean by that is yes. at the Performance I know Center, exactly Mahala's nameplate was replaced by Acosta's son. <laughs> so son connects with dad, and dad had a monster of a shot. It was it was a beautiful thing, an yeah. absolutely beautiful thing. And Lavalzen was part of that. He's the one who missed it. There was this weird like yeah. bounce. It went yeah. just above his head, similar to like what happened with Latif Blessing. Yes, exactly what I thought about. Um, absolutely But right. yeah, I mean, he turned around and ripped it. There was nothing... That um, there's nothing that McMath could have done. No. Um, and yeah, and there we go. I mean, it took <laughs> it's two to one LAFC. Eight minutes is all it took for three goals to occur. So if you got up to go get yourself a beer or to go out and and smoke them if you had them or or to go to wherever, you missed the vast majority of the goal scoring yeah. in this game. Not not all of it, but the vast majority. And thankfully, LAFC goes up on top. We had two potential goal of the week candidates. But there were more. Oh, there were, yeah. Wait, there's more. Oh, that, uh, yeah. Philly Mays Hayes here. I have a feeling another goal will be seen around the world just a little bit more than those two. But that being said, look, from the 20th minute or so to about the 30th, 31st minute, uh, actually, even I- I'm going to say this. I really think up until about the maybe even the 40th minute until uh, Kellen Acosta gets that yellow card for about 20 minutes of play, Philly, I thought LAFC just threw RSL around the park the entire time. I mean, Carlos Vela and Chiki uh, really going back and forth, playing well to each other in the 24th minute. I I did think Andrew Brody in the 29th made it a little dangerous. Uh, He he got a ton of space on the left side. Andrew Brody, by far the best player for Real Salt Lake in this game, caught, uh, as you call him, Pablo, but I'll call him Franco Escobar, napping just a little bit, played it into Cordova, who makes a great small touch to Savarino. But again, the shot didn't get through because Cheeky was right there on yep. defense. We saw Pablo Mastroeni and RSL really frustrated about the defense for about two or three solid minutes. The table really shifting on them. And look, Apoku with a great pass across goal there in the 31st minute or 34th minute, excuse me. And if Carlos would have just continued his run a little harder and made it towards the back post instead of the middle, we might have had it 3 1. Uh, a little give and go between Vela and Sifu back to Vela. Just a little long for Carlos. 35th minute of Poku again clicking with Carlos Vela. 36th minute. I thought there were more good, as Bob Bradley used to say, ideas happening in and around the box. And your boy, Philly, in the 38th and 39th minute, he was just having a go at Zach McMath. Dude, it was stupid. 38th, he had a nice intercept, and he ran that ball out. He takes one look up and sees Zach McMath completely out of his box, and he lets her rip. He lets her rip like right around the distance of like... 
I hate to say his name, but I can't think of any other comparisons. Like a very Zlatan-esque attempt from distance. Yeah. I mean, just crosses center pitch, lets it go. And had McMath not gotten his hand on the ball, Chicho would have had another goal of the week, if not goal of the year candidate. Yeah. It was a thing of beauty. But then a minute or so later, <laughs> Vela connects with Chicho for another attempt, almost making McMath look bad. But McMath pedaled back quick enough to make the save. Now, I said this earlier, Carlos Vela won't get any credit for any assists or goals, but man, he was a great facilitator all throughout the match. He doesn't have to score to be deadly. He just has to be on the pitch and distributing the ball because, again, those first two goals only occurred because he's the one who put the ball in play in the box. Had Chicho connected right there, Vela would have certainly got himself an assist. Vela, I'm still confident. I've said this before. Carlos Gil, Gil, you're you're in trouble, baby, because... Carlos Vela's coming for you in terms of like the assist. Carlos Vela will break his assist record. Carlos Vela will lead Major League Soccer in assists. And he doesn't even have to score for the rest of this season for him and this team to be as deadly as they have been. Yeah, Lucia Costa currently leading the league with 13. Carlos Hill with 12. Vela's on 8 right now. So he's got a little bit of ground to make up, but I love it. I love a good underdog story there. This is when the yellow card happens with Kellen Acosta. An absolute takedown from behind in the middle of the park. An easy yellow call. For our referee on Acosta. Uh, nothing on the free kick, though, as Chiellini is barreled into. And in the 43rd minute, I mentioned I didn't love Murray's defense in the first half. Murray's man again. Anderson Julio just missing one as Murray does not see the man come in behind. A long cross into the box from Ruiz, which was right on the money. A beautiful cross by Ruiz. And Anderson Julio's shot going just over the bar. In the 44th, I thought there were several times in the first half, and unfortunately I'm going to say something negative of Maxime Cropo in a second, where there were just several bad goal kicks from Maxime Cropo, giving the ball right back to RSL, whether they're going out of bounds or right to RSL players. I thought that you know he really needed to clean it up in the second half. And uh, Savarino with a scissor kick, well over the bar in the 45th minute. But that's about it, Philly, in the first half. A solid half. For LAFC, though they were only up a goal, a little bit of questionable defending by Murray. But that being said, I think if you have you watch that half back, it's still a really good half from LAFC. Very exciting first half. Very exciting first half for both teams. And again, the crowd atmosphere was great. We started hearing the the spatterings from the thirty two fifty two faithful that were out there. Uh, it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. But the game wasn't going to get any boring. One statistic. That should have bode well in our favor and should have made us going in the locker room feeling quite confident is anytime LAFC scores the first goal of the game, they are undefeated. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that this game was over uh, at this point because there were certain there are several opportunities for the first 10 minutes of the second half, which we're going to talk about. Real Salt Lake certainly put their pedal to the metal, but... You got to be pretty confident that when this team scores first, they are going to win. Or if it's 0-0 going into the second half, this team is going to score first anyway and decimate. I mean, shots, they had the uh, the lion's share, 8-5. to five, But more importantly, on target, they had 4-1. to one, uh, LAFC 2, Real Salt yeah. Lake. So, I mean, no other statistics we're talking about right there. Let's get into the second half. Uh, yeah, pick it up, bro. Yeah, Philly, I think you're absolutely right. And I'll go as far as to say, you said 10 minutes. I'm going to go as far as to say as maybe the first 15 minutes minutes of this second half I really like and what what we got to see right we have Steve Chirondolo who obviously played the game at the highest level in Germany for almost two decades right and you have a guy like Paolo Mastroeni who is was as good of a player as this league has seen 
and and just a player who tactically the knowledge is is so solid. That's why he's coaching uh, RSL right now. You got to see them kind of make their maneuvers, and, and these guys are both playing chess, even though it felt like one team just had much better pieces. Uh, I'll say this: first fifteen minutes, man, RSL looked really, really good. We saw Andrew Bodie with another great run. And then, I mean, Cheeky just kind of got undressed at the end of the run there by RSL. But again, nothing really gets through. Nothing getting to Maxime Cropot until the 50th. Wow. Off of a corner kick, Maxime Cropot has to make the initial save. And then as Sifu tried to clear it, it hit Justin Miram in the back. And Ilya has to save the ball off the back line. A little bit of emergency defending there. And again, we've seen several times this year, Philly, where the most important save or the best save of the game hasn't even been made by Maxime Cropot. It's been off our back line. And this one, Ilya Sanchez, it very well could have been 2-2, Philly. And that would have changed the entire tenor of the match. Uh, another counter by RSL in the 51st. And then uh, in the 58th, I mean, after LAFC was forced to defend for what? Maybe a solid minute, minute and a half back on their back heels. Ruiz just said, heck with it. Hammered this ball from 30 yards out, Philly, a la a Daniel Gazdag strike that we have seen far too many times or played in LAFC history. But luckily, this one glanced off the top of the crossbar. Again, maybe could have been 2-2. But after we hit the hour mark, Philly, Mahala and Chicho hooking up again. Yep, 60th minute. You had some great passing by LAFC. Initially, the ball started over with Ilya Sanchez. Scoots it over to Kellen. Scoots it over to Cheeky. He gets the ball over to Mahala. And Opoku had a fantastic run. Fantastic run getting around his defender and finding a completely wide-open Chicho Arango who gets his second of the night, his 11th of the season, and LAFC's 300th since the team started in 2018. Nobody was marking him. I watched this replay multiple times because it really was a thing of beauty. You had several people involved in the play. Chicho was wide open. At one point, standing flat-footed. The minute Opoku... Had his had, was making his run. It's like you can see in the replay. Just watch it again. You can virtually see yep. the light bulb go up above Chicho's head. Nobody was there to mark him. He made himself a, a brilliant run. Connects and what a goal! This chemistry between Vela, Mahala, and Chicho is going to be very, very tough to break. Yes, we have some talented players, very talented players waiting in the horizon. But sometimes you just don't want to f. With chemistry and what these three players up top are providing are a, a breath of fresh relief, a, a a dangerous and potent attack. I'd hate to see any of them lose their positions to a player that's highly has been highly touted or or, or paid more. That obviously is going to be a factor. But how do you break up those three to start a game? And, you can't, and, at least not yet. And Philly, the the one real criticism of Mahalo Opoku was his passing, right? He didn't really give you a lot when he had the ball at his feet. If he wasn't going to shoot the ball, maybe his passing was just all right. And, and maybe he lacked a little bit of quality on finishing. Uh, that out the has window. been dispelled completely. Throw it out the window. The pass by Mahala was world class. Hell yeah. An absolutely beautiful pass. He has had no problem finishing as of late. I mean, I don't, Philly, to answer your question that you asked, how do you break him up? 
you don't. You, you, you sub him out, sure. Sure. But I don't think you, you mess with this starting lineup, at least not yet. <laughs> not with, well, we can't spoil the the result just yet but it's just it's it's going to be tough for me to fathom them messing with what, messing what's, with this. what's your snacking on over there um what was that what am i snacking on yeah i don't know it sounded like you just uh I, I am snacking oh, on um it. i don't know can i say it i mean if you want I, I i'm not an ambassador for them you are i am i am snacking on chill cbd pouches fresh peach with 10 milligrams of cbd it calms me it relaxes me it puts me in a good mood when i don't drink and therein (laughs) lies that and it smells lovely by the way it smells very lovely it Uh, comes in peach it comes in winter green which i don't like it reminds me too much of winter green skull and um i I certainly enjoy the the vanilla too all right so if you have any questions ben knows all about this our good buddy over at relentless ben knows all about the the uh, the pouches so hit me up if you're curious to learn more about cbd pouches and gummies (laughs) brought to you by chill they they give this podcast zero money, by the way. No, oh, well, yeah, but they pay. They give me a lot of free products. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Uh, in the sixty fourth minute, after Franco Escobar put his one timer over the bar, line change. Uh, okay, huh. here's the crazy part. We take out Carlos Vela. We take out Jose Cifuentes. We take out Mahala. All right, we bring in Sebastian Mendez. We bring in Brian Rodriguez, and oh, by the way, Gareth freaking Bale. That's who we get to bring in an hour into the match. So you're RSL. You're tired. It's hot. You've been having to deal with Mahala's runs back and forth and back and forth. You're trying to watch the left foot of God and make sure that that doesn't get you in any trouble. You know that Jose Cifuentes can score as soon as he steps on the pitch from pretty much anywhere. And you think, oh, God, finally, those three are cut. Wait, is that Mendez, Raito, and Gareth Bale coming in? on the? Oh, my God. So for the next 30 minutes, you have those guys that are fresh? Are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, so, look, RSL tries to counter by subbing in Rubio Rubin for Anderson and Julio. Well, that kid's had a, a nice resurrection of sure, his career. But sure. obviously, look, I think we could both agree the players that are subbing out, right? Yeah. We, we could all pretty much consider them killers, right? Yes. Okay. Well, we're taking killers out yeah. and we're replacing them with assassins. Right. I mean, this is insane. We're taking out killers and replacing them with assassins. What do you do if you're an opposing team coach other than pray to the heavens and ask for some kind of spiritual divine intervention? I mean, Gareth Bale is by himself one of the deadliest players in Major League Soccer. Yes. Brian... We're still waiting for a song, by the way. We're still waiting can for, a, still, for production. Can still be scary. And Seba Mendez, although he did fall out of favor in Orlando, in a short amount of time playing for LAFC, has certainly shown some flashes Definitely. of brilliance. Definitely. So this is good. This is this is unbelievable what and, we have. And look, I thought that Rubin and the RSL players did exactly what you had to do. They attacked LAFC all the way up through I mean, even the, say, 72nd, 73rd, they kept the attack on. I mean, they were really, really playing well for the first, I would say, two-thirds of this second half. Uh, I got to bring it up in the giggity minute, 69th minute. This is all you. You had the funniest tweet about it, too. This is all yours. I am really excited. You guys might not know this about me. I have coached volleyball. I really have for, like, the last 20 years. I've coached a little bit of it at the high school level, a lot of it at the middle school level. I've coached players who were very very, very good. I even coached a McDonald's High School All-American in basketball on the volleyball court. So I have seen some incredibly athletic volleyball players in my day. I went to Loyola High School, which has the best boys volleyball program in the country. 
in high school. I have seen incredible volleyball feats. If you would have told me, watching the black and gold, an Italian-American superstar, Giorgio, or not Italian-American, I should say, Italian superstar, Giorgio Chiellini, that I would get to see one of the better blocks in my 20 years of coaching in the history of my volleyball career, I, I, I just, I would have never believed you, Giorgio. I know what you were thinking. But what were you thinking? Come on, Giorgio. You had Murray behind you. You were covered. But no, no, no. Just like Dikembe Mutombo back in the day, you said no. That ball is not getting past me. I I think that's when a lot of LAFC fans fell in love with Giorgio Chiellini, as if they haven't already, Philly. But wow, a moment in the giggity minute, our 69th minute, that I was worried would be a straight red because you couldn't see on the broadcast that Murray was behind him. But as our, our buddy Vince LaRosa pointed out on Twitter, no, Murray is there. Murray's well behind him, so you're all right. So a definite yellow. And I just, even the referee was smirking and smiling <laughs> after this one. Like, I I have never seen that in a Major League Soccer match. No, I can't say I have either. And yeah, it was volleyball. And it's funny. I got this tweet from my, not tweet, this Instagram post from my good buddy, Albert. Scarf, you're obviously around here. You coach. You're in the know. You're familiar with what AVP Beach is, right? Absolutely. All right. Manhattan Beach, the AVP event at Manhattan Beach is like one of the signature events of the season. Yep. Well, they um <laughs> they shouted out at Giorgio Chiellini. <laughs> they go, hey, at Giorgio Chiellini, hit us up. We just want to talk. Volleyball emoji. That's great. So it's obviously not just us <laughs> thinking it was volleyball. A darn pro tour was like, whoa, Giorgio, come join us. That is, oh, wait, it's an American pro tour, but they sounded like they were from Italy. I like that. That was yeah, good. Well, you know, I had to I had to break out my, my, my stereo. I don't know. Forget it. <laughs> I can't believe that Giorgio Chiellini did that. That was, oh man, he is, he is a mood. And you know what? I think uh, at that point, that was when Steve Gerundolo leaned over to Eddie and went, all right, that's it. You're you're going in. Giorgio's on a, on a pretty clear yellow right now. So in the 72nd minute, we get to bring in Eddie Segura off the bench for Giorgio Chiellini. Stupid. It is an embarrassment. Another assassin. Right? An embarrassment of riches. Uh, I thought uh, in the 76th minute, we saw Gareth Bale with his first real touch since coming on. His shot saved nicely by Zach McMath, even though he got a lot on it. Zach McMath now gets to write home to his grandkids and say, well, I stopped at least one of, of Gareth Bale's shots that I saw in the match there. So congrats. You got one, Zach. Uh, more on that in a minute. Also in the 76th, 76th minute, giggity, great counter by RSL. And I said he wasn't great in the first half. He was very, very good in the second half. Murray snuffing out that counter. And and look, yeah, Brody again. Emergency defending, and Brody is able to get one through. RSL just not able to get much through Philly in the second half. But Andrew Brody able to get one through, but Maxime got it pretty easily. Gareth Bale misses a shot wide in the 78th. And a little bit of trepidation in the scarf minute, Philly, in the 83rd. As Cropo having some issue with his tricep. I was a little worried. And then I saw him kind of pull Ilya Sanchez aside and and whisper some stuff in his ear. And I thought, oh, oh, we're stalling. I get it. We're stalling. So so nothing to worry about in the 83rd. And you mentioned who we get to bring on in the 86th minute for, unfortunately, Philly won't be able to make the Pablo Escobar reference after the 86th. No, no, <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, Ryan Hollingshead coming in, and this has been somewhat of a consistent thing lately, coming in around the 80th minute yeah. for Franco. That's interesting. I really thought that we would see more of, of Ryan because he certainly had been contributing 
uh, a lot more to the to the team offensively. But I would say Escobar certainly. Would you say he's the better defensive player? I, I think we are more active both defensively and offensively with Franco Escobar out okay. there. But I, I think Ryan can do many more things on the pitch in many more places. So uh, it's a luxury that Chirondola has that he gets to wait and see where he can best be used. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if he wants to see plays coming out of the back and like the defenders going out there and taking their attempts, I would rather have Ryan Hollingshead uh, shoot at goal than, sure. than Frank. Frank. Yeah, Franco. I'm, yeah, now I'm, now right. I'm questioning myself. I wonder if this is going to be a consistent thing. I'll tell you what. Next time, if y'all catch me that I say Pablo uh, instead of Franco, uh, I'll, I'll do something. A, a, an ugly shot, 20 push-ups. Just call me out on it. I, I have to get this out of my head. This I love is, it. It's going to be stuck in my head. But yeah, he subs into the match. And then and then nothing really happened of consequence. No, something did happen. We started it, hearing, this is our house, chanted by whoever came out to represent the black and gold. We were watching it at Barney's Beanery. We had the speakers on. You can hear distinctly, this is our house. Chot, chot, chot. But, but I mean, after Ryan came into the game, there's nothing really, there's nothing more to talk about after the 86 minute. Oh, there? but there is, my <laughs> friend. There is. Um, LAFC Oh God! I don't. Even, I don't even know how to begin with this. Um, well, can I tell a story about it? Can I? Can I lead into it? Okay, All right. Okay. So I'm watching the game at Nina's cousin's house. Nina and her cousin both up north, uh, seeing her other cousin. Uh, so we had Nina and Joey were up seeing Reina, uh, and, and so I went over to. Sounds like an episode of Friends, right? And so I went over to her cousin's husband's house, Brian, and, and Brian <laughs> doesn't know a whole ton about soccer. He said to me, "He's like, this will be the most soccer I've ever watched in my life," and I said, "Cool." As I'm telling this story about, hey, see the guy with the man bun? See the guy that looks like he's played his entire career on really expensive teams and and all over? You have to understand, this guy is just different. He was at one point one of the, he was the most expensive transfer in the world. And I'm telling this whole story about Gareth Bale as Gareth Bale takes the ball up the right-hand side of the pitch. And Philly, I could not have scripted it better. Nope, LAFC wasn't done. Gareth, up to that point, you got to give him credit because he certainly made his attempts. He had two. McMath got his hand on one. He wouldn't be successful this time. Uh, We credit, we talk about chemistry. I'm starting to see some chemistry between Chicho and Gareth Bale because Chicho gets a nice pass over to Gareth Bale and he's got two defenders on him, primarily Justin Glad. And he manages to smoke Glad like a pack of lucky strikes. (laughs) He slots his the fourth goal of the game past McMath, and that was a quality, quality goal. His second of the season in just his fourth appearance. And it's not just that he smoked Justin Glad like a brisket. He He's obviously showing that his legs are starting to get there. His It's not as heavy. He sprinted by and had a quality, quality goal. There's going to be some haters out there that are going to say, oh, what kind of a world-class goal is it when you have one of the better players uh, running up against a, a mid-tier defender in Major League Soccer? Who cares? That's that's That goes besides the point. I'm talking to you, Jason. I love you, buddy. Um, but, but Gareth Bale showing how quality he is. And my favorite part of that, the conclusion... Saw Chiellini running off the bench and just, he goes airborne, like right into the arms <laughs> of Gareth Bale. These are guys that obviously know each he's other. practicing for volleyball. IVP bro, uh, Pro Beach, hit him up. But man, I mean, my jaw just dropped. And that I think we were kind of done watching it. And I was getting ready to close out my tab at Barney's Beanery. It's right. me, Panda, Molly, Albert, and Stella, a couple other people. And we're we're looking, right? We're watching. We're we're 
we're seeing Gareth Bale start to go, and then obviously he starts he starts sprinting well ahead of Glad, and then you're like, no, no way, he's not. He doesn't have the corner for it. He's probably going to look to pass, and then oh my God, he gets to pass <laughs> McMath. Fourth goal, uh, fourth goal of the game, second goal for Bale in his fourth appearance. Wow, holy hell, man! I mean, he, four to one. He made that little instep move on Justin Glad, which kind of sealed him off there, and and it's just one of those things. It's what you see with Giorgio Chiellini. It's what we've now started to see with Gareth Bale. It's those little things that just set them apart. Look, Gareth Bale, one of the world's fastest players at one point, right? I mean, his top end speed was up there with anybody and everybody on the planet. But obviously, at his age, he is 33. He's lost a little bit of that top end speed. But you got to be kidding me right now. He was able to find it. Look, he's not as good as he once was, but as good once as he ever was. Thanks, right? Toby Keith. There you go. And Philly, he's played 96 minutes of soccer in an LAFC uniform, other than that, that League's Cup match, right? For MLS, he's played 96 minutes. He's got two goals in 96 minutes. And he's not even at full capacity. He's nowhere close, you guys. He's nowhere he's close. He's buffering. Yeah, <laughs> he remember remember downloading songs on Napster back in the day. He's doing that. He's not iTunes just yet. Stoppage time. We got four minutes, uh, and it was Andrew Brody again. Uh, he got behind after the cross, and Kripo, uh, Kripo, uh, he, he it just he, he beat Kripo. I thought he might get a hand on it, uh, but the ball banging off the near post. Andrew Brody for the ninety four minutes that he played ninety six if you count stoppage time. Right, it was ninety six total minutes. Andrew Brody was by far the best player for RSL in that match. I thought he played great from minute one all the way literally into stoppage time. Uh, Brian Rodriguez with a good bit of possession there in the second minute of stoppage. which was kind of bodied off the ball at the last minute. Uh, and, and that was not a handball on Maxime Cropo, but that would be the last touch <laughs> yeah. to end it there in the fourth minute. And, and all I said was, what an effort. That was, that was my takeaway. Very simple three words to round out this game. LAFC wins 4-1, and I just said like what what an effort Philly LAFC's depth is absolutely what won us this match because look we very well could have gone level 2-2 or even maybe even down 3-2 with the way that RSL had started off the second half but our back line is just so good and so collected and so organized but we sub on Gareth Bale, Eddie Segura, Sebastian Mendez, Brian Rodriguez, Ryan Hollingshead. I mean, where do you have a minute to take a breath if you're RSL. And we have Mamadou Fall, Latif Blessing, and Sebastian Abiaga ready to go if anything would have happened with any of those other guys. Obviously, we used all five of our subs. I'm not saying we sub in more guys. Can't but use Philly, 10, not like Club America. You yet. will be familiar with this term. You are a college basketball guy like any, like almost nobody else I know. Hmm. Nolan Richardson. Huh. The head 40 coach minutes of hell. at the University of Arkansas with Corliss Williamson in 1994 as they and won the And Scotty Thurman. Scotty Thurman, Corliss Williamson. That 1994 University of Arkansas team, one of the best teams, and, and gave your Indiana Hoosiers a little bit of a run for that undefeated streak there for a little bit. Ah, many have, but nobody has succeeded <laughs> since 1976. When you went up against Corliss Williamson, and when you went up against Nolan Richardson, 1985... I, I to 2002, no, not you. From 1985 to 2002, he was the head coach at the University of Arkansas, and his defense and his style of play was called 40 Minutes of Hell. Well, you know what? We can call Dolo Ball something else. 
I think what you are seeing is 90 minutes of hell from the black and gold. 90 minutes of hell from LAFC because there is no quarter. There is no let up. And look, some games we strike hard and strike fast, like we have been doing these last couple matches. And some games we wait until the second half. But it's this wear down. It's this absolute beating of every player at every position. You can go roster spot by roster spot. And you tell me who's who you would take on RSL over the player that started opposite them on LAFC. And then you look at the bench. I, there's just, I don't understand, Philly. 90 minutes of hell with RSL. Maybe more like 90 minutes of pain or 90 minutes of heartbreak or 90 minutes of embarrassment. There's plenty of ways that we can color this. But then, I mean, yes, it's an embarrassment of riches. And there's still people out there um, on social media that are like, well, our midfield's not as deep. I, I'm blown away that people can even think that. Right? I mean, right now, as it stands, Scarf, uh, we've won our fifth straight MLS game our third consecutive road win. And this is just the second time in club history where we've won five straight games. Last time we did this, 2019, between July 26th and August the 21st. We are 16-4-3 with 51 points. We're six points ahead of Austin with one less game played. And we're 9-1-2 at home, 7-3-1 on the road. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I know you normally like to title the episodes. Yeah. I don't think I've titled one since I, I, I <laughs> feasting on like Smurfs and whatever, true. like yeah. season one. But I, we got to call this one Leaving Them Salty and Sandy, Utah, because that's exactly what we did. <laughs> we left them salty and sandy. But the fans out there, when you saw Gareth Bale score a goal, I mean, yeah, you heard you heard an eruption. So sure. everybody got treated. The 21,000 people out at that stadium got a treat because they got to see something they would more than likely never, ever get to see in Utah. A man of Gareth Bale's global stature score an awesome, awesome goal. This is great stuff. LAFC are going to continue to do these incredible things. RSL is going to be deadly going forward, especially once they bring back all those players. Yeah. But for now... We certainly embarrassed them, and we're we're right we're 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 killing it, man. Like this is, I I don't even know what to say. It's it's no, it's it's, it's, it's enjoy the moment. I know we have MLS Cup dreams and all this other stuff, but you know, enjoy the ride, ladies and gentlemen, because there's one other thing. We are on path. We are on pace to not only surpass our 2019 team, but to surpass. The New England Revolution for most points in yep. Major League Soccer yep. history. Don't get clouded by that, but that's how good this team is. So for right now, don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Enjoy today. And for those of you that stuck it through during last season's crazy thing, I've said it before, I'll say it again. There were so many freaking haters in black and gold land last year. You can't expect the rainbow without the rain. So for those jumping on the bandwagon now, welcome. We'll probably see you gone down the road when we're not good. But for those that stuck it out, you're being rewarded because this is incredible. We're watching history in the making. This has been a hashtag pinch me, not just moment, but season. And we were reluctant. I didn't know what to expect with Dolo Ball, but I got a Hanover 96 kid in my room that I might wear today. Um, I would have never done that had I not started believing in what he's doing and this team. I'm loving life right now being a supporter of this beautiful club. You're currently wearing a West Ham kit. I like Dandy Carroll. Yeah. 
Uh, look, you mentioned a couple of big facts. Let's talk about some other facts. Let's talk about after week 24 in MLS. It seemed like all the results, by the way, Philly, broke LAFC's way even before we got the W in RSL. Cincinnati handed Philly. Not you. Hey, that was great. Jinx. A 3-1 loss, putting up three goals on Philly. They had given up 15 all That's season. That's not easy. And Cincinnati puts up three. Columbus beat NYCFC 3-2. And an 88th-minute equalizer by Jeremy Obobese allowed San Jose to draw at Austin 3-3. So now, you mentioned it, LAFC is six points clear of Austin, also six points clear of Philly in the Supporter Shield race. Still not me. And we have a game in hand on both clubs, Philly. Philly has we, we have a game on, on hand in Philly. Anyways, uh Austin Now you're confusing me. Yeah. Austin and Philly have both played twenty-five or twenty-four matches, excuse me. We have only played twenty-three, which means we have eleven matches to go. So though Austin became the first club to fifty goals this season, Philly, LAFC not far behind with forty-eight. You mentioned that we're on pace to re-break the points in a season record. We are on pace for seventy-five plus. Right now, New England on 73. That's the record. Also in our sights, Philly, we have 16 wins. The record is 22. We are six wins away with 11 games to play. We have so much to play for, including five games remaining in August, and every single one of these is winnable. There's going to be one big challenge, I think, in the month. We'll talk about it. The next game, Philly is on your birthday. Yay. That's right. We're going to be at the bank for Philly's birthday, everybody. August 13th. There it is. Hopefully. uh, And I'm going to turn 42. (laughs) Crap. Wait, wait, wrong button. (laughs) There you go. Where's the the jerk button? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's going to be a really fun night. Uh, Charlotte is coming in town. The fighting owl rates. Uh, it, and that team has looked pretty good, Philly. That's going to be a team that's going to be really excited to play at Bank of California Stadium. Christian Fuchs is on the team. Oh, we Fuchs, get to, we get to see a Premier League champion, formerly a Leicester City. That's, dude, he was part of the Jamie Vardy party that year. That's that's pretty cool. That, that's really cool. Christian Fuchs is a guy who uh, who a lot of MLS uh, and Premier League uh, supporters know exactly who he is. And then we get to see another guy who can be called a Premier League champion. That's for damn sure. The Fighting Wayne Rooney. Oh we might need to get Founders Club seats for that. I just I just have to see Wayne and say thank we, you. We have Founders Club seats. Shoot. I mean, Field. God, what's wrong with me? I'm more I'm more on it when I have drinks. When I'm sober, I'm like stupid. Yeah, no, Sobriety, I don't see. know, man. Like, I, I agree with what Frank Sinatra said. Like, I feel bad for sober people because the only time they'll ever feel really, really good is when they wake up in the morning. I mean, I feel fine. I don't know what's happening. But then, Philly, we go on the road, sort of, for three straight matches. We go to our home away from home that formerly was called PayPal Park. San Jose, August 20th. (laughs) Bank of California North. Right? Uh, Austin. We go to Austin, Philly. That's going to be a tough one. I I will be at Nina's brother's wedding that day. I really wish I could go to Austin. But I will be at Nina's brother's wedding. I am happy to go, supporting Luke. And oh, I Kat. could tell. I could tell by the sound of your no, voice. You're listen, thrilled. I'm, I'm absolutely happy, thrilled. Happy for Luke and Cat. Though, if you wanted to move the wedding, there's still time. And then to Houston on August 31st. Ache ache. Look, I think we. Uh, I think we got a, We got four of these games, Philly, that we would say we would be the, the overwhelming favorite in. And then we got that game against Austin. This is going to be That's a scary really game. 
fun match. I think that game, Philly, I'm predicting it right now, six or seven goals in that match. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy one. And one that I'll say this. When LAFC defeats Austin in Austin, you can go ahead and pack up that supporter shield. You can go ahead and pack up the Western Conference. That's when LAFC decides, look, we're, we're just calling game. We're done. It's going to be that Austin match because I'm predicting that we win both home matches, Philly, on August 13th and August 16th against Charlotte and D.C. And then I'm predicting we roll on up to San Jose, a team that we love to play up there, and I'm predicting we get three more points up there. Six days later in Austin, that will be the cherry on top. It will be what I am predicting then, Philly, our ninth straight win as we beat Austin and say night-night to everybody else out there trying to win the Supporter Shield or the Western Conference. And really, it's a two-team race in the West, Philly, because everybody else, if you look at those standings in the West, the nearest team is Dallas on 36 points. They are nine back of Austin and 15 back of us. So the West is between two teams now. Yep. <laughs> they don't call you the best color man in the business for nothing. Yep. Uh, uh, look, this is it's episode 207. It's hot as heck in Philly Monster Studios right now. Like I'm, 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 I'm kvetching. You know how much electricity bills go for these days? I no look. I I'm like not complaining. S- I like it cold when I sleep. I, I hear you. I, I am kvetching just a little bit right now. It's That's because hot. you are your, your metabolism is revving. You are looking really good, my friend. And you're you, excited. Sir. So what Thank can you. I say? I, I will look for all of those of you following the the updates on Scarf's weight loss. That's me. I hate talking about myself in third person. I don't know why I just did that. Uh, we, we crossed over the 40-pound threshold, 41 almost and a half pounds. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'll say that the weight loss has been magical. That's what that button means. Uh, because, look, I, I got a long way to go still, everybody, but it has been an incredible journey. And, Philly, you have been amazingly supportive on the way. I, I just couldn't have done it without you. you. You've inspired me. A part of why I'm not drinking right now is because I see the magic and the success that it's done for you. And oh. I, I'm... I'm yeah, I don't say this enough, and I probably should. I mean, number one, I love you. Uh, I don't say that enough, and I think you really should tell the people that you love in your life that you love them because life is short. Uh, at the same time, I'm beyond proud of you, man. I mean, I, I've known you, and I've loved you like a brother ever since you know LAFC came into our lives. So yep. for me, like LAFC is, is family more so than just a team to support. But you are killing it, and you don't even know how many people you are probably inspiring around you listening to this podcast because you know it's not easy. Losing 40 pounds. And I've seen the hell that you've had to go through. And I could have been the jerk friend to, <laughs> to hand to hang beers in front of you and, and eat all these great foods. But I see you, I try not to drink. I'm around you, I try to eat better. Like you're inspiring me without you even knowing it. So number well, I, one, I, I love you. It. Number two, I am super proud of you. Well, and, and look, it's not coming from me, right? I, I have certainly never told Philly not to drink or not to have whatever he wants. He, he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. And I appreciate that more than anything in the world. Philly, love you too, buddy. Uh, and, and with that, I, I think, Philly, we should end this love fest on episode <laughs> 207 because we're going to be back doing it in just a little bit. Excited to take on Charlotte for Philly's birthday party. And we're going to have some giveaways. That's right. Oh, we are? Some giveaways. Philly, we got some power tools to give away for your birthday. We'll talk more about that on YouTube and on Instagram this week. But you know how we like to end all these episodes. Bye-bye.